Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me uh, for the penultimate time is my good friend and co-host, Tim. It's me. I'm joining you for the penultimate time, Frank, of this podcast and of this show Mm -hmm. that we like to call Supergirl. I guess everyone calls it that. It's not really just what we call it. I thought that was sort of our nickname for it. We should copyright that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might get into legal trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Frank, I'm happy to be here uh, talking about Supergirl as we always do. But first, I think we should explore the mailbag. Let's explore it. Have you seen it anywhere? Just, I, I think it seemed to have not again lost. No, I. No, it's okay. Oh no, no I was just kidding. Okay, don't worry. Oh no, I was getting real. <laughs> Okay. Zipper was stuck, but I got it. All right. Don't worry. The mailbag is still working. The, the, the old girl is still kicking. It's kicking. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have a, uh, a, a big email from Laura. Uh, Laura writes uh, that she wants to comment on a few topics from the past few weeks. Uh, she reminds us that we took issue with Mitch and Nixley referencing the Trojan horse because they're aliens. Um, and, and she points out that on Supergirl, all the aliens speak English or whatever the language the show is, you know, dubbed into into other countries, except when it furthers the plot for them not to speak English. So either aliens pick up on one of the most difficult languages on the planet with ease, or there's some sort of universal translator involved with, uh, which was responsible for translating what was really said into Trojan horse. Um, when it comes to Mitch, Brainy says he was detained by the DEO for years until Lex released him. So Mitch has had plenty of time to learn about Earth culture. I find that a more convincing argument than maybe there's a universal translator that says, ah, yes, maybe it, you know, like it translates it into like, ah, the Kaluan Gambit instead of right, Trojan yeah, Horse. Like, the, the, the translator would still have to know about the Iliad well, well, maybe or, it does. or the Trojan War. Uh, so, which it could, it's it's science, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, but I don't, I, I like about, I, admit, I like Mitch learning about Earth culture. Uh, while in prison, I, I, I find that, that more more uh, believable. Yes, yes. So that's, that's a good call, Laura. She also says you also questioned why the doctor in blind spots left the syringe on the tray uh, by the councilwoman's hospital bed, um, and she says you know maybe just by uh, leaving the syringe there, it's sort of like I didn't administer it, and that way I can't be put in prison for it because you gave it to yourself. Um, so that's a that's a that's a valid theory. I'll take that too. I can mm-hmm. go in my head cannon. Uh, in Nightmare in National City, you mentioned the bit with the knot on the tree opening access to where the dream totem was located. I found that bit reminiscent of in Prisoner of Azkaban, the book version. Method of getting past the Whomping Willow was to touch a particular knot that froze the movement of the tree. Since the quest for the totems bear similarities to hunting horcruxes, um, you know, copying another Potter bit with the tree was, was noticeable. I did not catch that one. I didn't either, but I wish that I did. That was it. Does seem obvious now that she points it out. Yeah, I, so yeah. like, yeah, it, it all fits. Um, also, we were looking for a real world allegory for the actions of the super friends in deploying the shield over part of the city when it cut that that uh, food truck in half or the coffee truck in half. She goes, "I offer the rest, taking it, rest in peace." Yes, yes, all right, yes. Uh, <laughs> she says, "I offer." The taking of private land at the U.S. southern border by eminent domain to build a border wall that cuts endangered species off from part of their natu- their natural range, possibly from their mates and breeding grounds. That's a that's a really really good like real world example of good. that. It's close. It's probably as close as we're going to get. Probably, without, um, yeah. Without somebody actually doing this, because it's it's animals and not people. Sure. Which, so it's it's. But besides that, it's not terribly terribly different. It's, so it's the same idea, same you know general idea, the same yeah. idea. Like so. Yep, I like that. That's cool. She I also mean, it's awful, but a good uh, yes, exactly. But a good example. Um, and one other reminder, Kara quit her job at Catco at the beginning of season three and then returned, which we should have mentioned. I, I, I guess we didn't, but she did, she has quit before. But this this quitting is 
has much more coming at the end of the final season has much more finality to it, at least so it would seem uh, so I, far. I agree. Sometimes storming off like the, the quit in the, in the earlier season is not, um, doesn't hold the same weight as because, because everything's ending. Everything. Yeah, final. exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. it would be, it would be weird for the show. I think to be like, all right, well, back to adventuring, and we just don't see that anymore, because uh, that's not typically how these uh, shows are are ending, especially when they are um, a bit more of the legacy character, like Supergirl or Arrow or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one final thing she points out is that starting with Lex's first appearance in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, way back in season four, if you tally up all his uh, appearances, you have the equivalent of... A, a, a full season of television uh, the number just the sheer number of episodes he's appeared in um which i think is kind of a fun fact that it's like oh it's almost like like we have a, a backdoor season of the lex luther show if you put <laughs> mm. if you string those episodes together um but um yeah fun 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 fact so anyway thank you laura for for that email thank you to everyone who emails us at mail at supergirl tv talk.com um we uh, we love hearing from you. Only one more chance if you want to be heard on the podcast. Uh, so please send us your uh, send us your your thoughts and theories, uh, your reminiscences and everything else as we uh, look back at uh, at six seasons of of Supergirl and and, and say goodbye to it all next week. I uh, would love to hear from from any and all of you. But uh, right now, Tim, it is time to get into some vital stats for this episode. Why don't you tell me about it? It is episode 18 of season six, the final season episode titled Truth or Consequences, um, which after the end of this episode, it's a loaded title. Hmm. It's full of holes even. Um, anyway, written by... Uh, a story by Karen E. Mazur, teleplay by Emilio Ortega Aldrich and Ellie Lipson, directed by David McWhirter. Uh, I'm going to give this one a four out of five. This was a great episode, and it felt like stuff was happening. Oh, yeah. Finally. Um, and like we've been building that over like slightly over the last few episodes, but like this one really felt like, oh, okay, like, okay, we're like moving into an end, like the end times. Yes. Like, and yes. That is, um, and so it feels good to finally be there in some way. Speaking of good, let's start with our favorite section, the one that comes right now, anyway. Uh, that was a good bit. And I'm going to start. I just thought the whole episode had this really kinetic energy, like especially at the beginning, we were just moving and grooving and we were yes. getting stuff done right away. And I was just here for that right from the start. So the whole thing was kind of a good bit. Totally. Totally. Yes. The good, the good vibes, the good vibes were palpable. And, and that is when you know that bad stuff's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> like, oh man, everyone's really in a good place. Oh damn, that's not gonna end well. Um but it really ah oh, it was. What a good vibe. And and like I loved Kara um at this point Kara and Supergirl are are practically interchangeable. I mean she's always dressed as Supergirl, even when she's being Kara, like when she's with her friends being Kara, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, Kara says, you know, there there'll always be a threat. You have to seize the joy when you can. Uh, and I love, I love like Jean leading everyone being like, do it, do it. Like have the yeah, party. Was, was, yeah. <laughs> we'll be fine. I like cars. Like, don't worry. I'm super girl. I'll protect everybody is at the party. And she's like, like, I don't know if I could take the night off. Yeah. That was a bit of a bit of a bit of foreshadowing. Maybe. Yeah. Something. No kidding. Yeah. That was no good. No good. No good. Uh, anyway, um, I loved the segment of kind of like, teleporting and blasting through dream world uh i thought that was so cool the like the angle that they came at and they're all like falling I'm like ah! and then they all land it was good stuff man when this show's good it's good and yeah. i you know like and, and, and that, there were a few moments like that of really good like sort of little action moments like that like the mm-hmm. visual movement movement and motion and, and everything was like i'm not just talking about the effect but like the choices it looked like a comic book Yes. You know, so yeah. like, yeah, I really, really in, in enjoyed that a lot. I also enjoyed uh, that Lex and Nixley have a shipper name and it's Lexley and that it's acknowledged was, on the show. 
That was not a good nickname for me. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, what else do you want? It's literally their two names smashed nothing. up. Nothing. I know. It works. It's, it works. I don't know. I was just like, right. I think it's just because there's a part of me that's like still like against them being yeah. a thing. Yeah, fair, fair. I'm like, because it just still doesn't feel right or mm-hmm. natural mm-hmm. to me. And so it just like, so like to have a ship name, I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. I will take a few steps back and get off your lawn. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, things I loved: uh, a second Brainiac Five, but also classic original recipe Brainiac Five costume. <laughs> yes. Yellow belt, yellow boots. Like, oh man, it was just so good, spot on. He had the. Um, I was reading. I think Jesse Rath asked for a um red ponytail. Um. Uh, what do you call it? Like a hair a, tie. Um, a hair tie to um to acknowledge the red highlights in the original Brainiac Five's um design, um in the hair. And I just thought that was it was so fun to see that outfit on screen because I love the one that he's wearing in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's beautiful. Um, but to like be so close to the end and they're like, bam, classic Brainiac Five outfit. Here you go. It's here, baby. Um, he asked for it. He, he, you, we delivered it. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. He asked for it. I love it. They did it. I love the way that he, you know, the slightly different affectation he had for that version of the character. So you, you could, you could tell them apart. I, I, I just love, I love just the fact of seeing multiple brainies again. You know, like it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a while since, since uh, he last did that. Um, and that was, you know, when, when his sister Megan was was uh, one of the brainies too. Like I, I kind of wish she had been back for for this episode, but I um, just because I loved watching them perform against each other so much. But I loved that if we couldn't get that, I loved that we got this really cool costume, and I love the way that he performed uh, that that other version of Brainy too. Yeah, that was on my list mm-hmm. too for sure. You're next, I do believe. I guess you know because it was on my list. I was like, oh, that was one of mine. No, it wasn't. Um, I a small moment. I love Alex like reassuring Esme uh, when they're like cleaning paint off of her, um, and she's you know feeling un- unsure about herself and about her um, her powers at school and then the, the the incident at school. Um, I love Alex just sort of like encouraging her to like feel okay being herself feeling feel comfortable in her own skin and and you know that obviously is something that carries through for alex later in this episode when she's talking to Kara. but i just love that that moment of mothering because she's you know just taking a moment to pause and be like she finally got there she wanted it for all these years and she finally got there i loved seeing her you know doing doing the mom job finally yep me too and doing it well uh which is great uh i love that the truth totem was a camera I thought that was really insightful of um, of the crew. Mm. I loved that it was an old camera. Yeah. Like, because there's a, um, not just like a, the quality of it being uh, older, but there's something I would say pure about older journalism. Like, it harkens like the golden age mm-hmm. of journalism when the news was the news and it wasn't, you know, fake or filtered sure. or this or anything like that and i just liked that there was that was very particular like because if we wa- saw like the newest nikon or something like that you know that has a it has sure. a, a different connotation than um than what we looked at and i, lo- I loved that makes me wonder before cameras were invented what form did the truth totem take a pen right like i wonder i want a printing writer I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A banana. I don't know. And and does yeah. that mean does that mean that 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 just like all these other totems can be can regenerate? Does that mean the truth totem last regenerated sometime in like the nineteen forties and that was a current a current Ugh, item? That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You that's know? cool like, to think like, oh no, it hasn't we haven't been in that truth. We haven't we haven't gotten a <laughs> Well, I mean sometimes it's even worse when you think of it like the like the courage totem yeah. is like biblical and you're like, wow, just no one's been that cur- no one's been no, no one's one tops bothered. that level huh. of, of courage. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's cool. 
Um, anyway, I have a few more than you, so I'm going to yeah, go for it. Going if you're okay with that. Um, I love Nia saying, I hate the space time continuum because it's like in this really emotional scene where they're like a brainy. I'm like, I'm basically going to not exist anymore and you can't come with me because you have to stay here because of the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just loved like, we have like other conversations. We have conversations, the serious conversations where our spouses would be like, Oh, I hate that guy, or like I mm. hate this, or like I I hate illness, or I this or whatever. And she's I hate the space time continuum, <laughs> and it's all so serious. And it's just the problems they deal with are not our problems. Yes, exactly. They're just not. Oh gosh, they're not. Um, I loved Lex offering butterscotch sticky buns, where he's like, "They're your favorite butterscotch sticky buns." Sounds delightful, honestly. Sign me up. It does. I would. Yeah, I'd be afraid to eat one, but also whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I love that William comes in with baked goods after like he blows up at Andrea, which we'll talk about in Storytime Village. But I love that he comes in. I was like, you're definitely a stress baker. Oh, like, yeah. There's no question. He's like, I just happened to make these after having a really stressful day at work. I'm fine. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. Yeah. 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 No, he um, definitely stress bakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I just yelled at my boss and somehow didn't get fired. So uh, I went home and, uh, and I, I made I made this. Let me give you some pointers. Yep, between that and uh, him giving uh, as my chocolate tips, yeah, like, this is the chocolate from home, like my grandmother, like that was all. That was all wonderful. That was very cool. Uh, uh, one more. It was just great to see Alex sciencing. Yes, again, like that was like sometimes you forget like how versatile of a character she is, um, and so I just thought that was just lovely. She's uh, a great so mom, and she's a doctor on top of it. She sure is. All right, you go, you go, you go. I've um, spoken enough. You, I have spoken. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the truth totem, and that that reminds me, uh, the, the the that room with just shelves and shelves full of artifacts. Um, so like Indiana Jones of just like the the Ark mm-hmm. of the Covenant being off in the corner and in a crate and all that stuff. Um, yep. Very much reminded me of that. Just like uh, there have been a few sort of things that have reminded me of Indy. You know the the uh you have chosen poorly uh you've chosen wisely whatever the, the what, yep. what the voice says whenever a totem gets used and yeah um you 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 have uh, performed admirably that's what it is uh but v- that reminds me of of Indy as well and uh yeah another one with the with the shelves and shelves rows and rows of shelves filled with artifacts yeah it's good uh i'm going to i'm going to combine some of these together uh mine to catch up uh Two Lexo suits, yes. power suits together in one shot. Very cool. Loved that. Uh, I loved Kara heat visioning her way through the crypto suit to stop those beams. That was very cool. Good. That was comic books all over again because I imagine that like she heat visions through the helmet to break the helmet, but then she vibrates the rest of it off to destroy yes. her. She's doing the whole thing like that. It's just cool. Um, and you just love to see Martian Manhunter in all his glory and all his action doing yes, his thing in his green but, glory. Yeah, there was a lot of that this episode, and I just I'm bummed that David Harewood hurt his back and wasn't like can't do those things. But I just love seeing so much Martian Manhunter right at the end of the show. Like you're really just giving me the goods right at the I'm, end. So I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm with um, you on that. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. You go. Um. Similar to the uh, the moment of uh, Alex parenting Esme I love Kara sharing her like it's get it gets better uh, uh, story like oh my, my powers got out of hand too when I was a kid but like it's you know it, it it's, it's gonna get better and you'll you'll be okay like trying to be reassuring about mm-hmm. it I they you know they're there we'll talk more about their their discussion later their argument later but I just love that I love seeing Alex being encouraging to Esme I love seeing Kara being like um you know letting her know that things will get better and that it's hard right now but like trust me you'll come out the other side you know giving her some reassurance and some hope um I don't, she's, she's a good aunt she's a good aunt and I, I love love to see it Mm-hmm. Hundred two. Um, I loved Lex's new lair. It gave off two different vibes to me. One was Magneto's lair in the first X Men film mm. from two thousand or two thousand one. Uh, it was just this big open room. I feel like we've seen it before. Um, it looks familiar, but maybe because it gave off Magneto vibes, sure. also kind of gave off. Superman 78 Lex Luthor vibes because it's like windowless and underground. Totally. And like, yeah, total, um, total Lex Luthor awesomeness. Um, 
I loved William Ismay baking when he was like, okay, get your middies off. So cute. That was so freaking cute. Um, and, uh, you go, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, the kinetic energy and blasting through the dream world and, um, the, the great, you know, action, the heat visioning through the crypto suit and all that stuff. Um, getting off that ship just in time for it to self-destruct, like with a second left before it self-destruct was like swashbuckling comic book adventure to the max, like level Mm -hmm. 10, perfect like exactly what i want out of a out of a comic book show like it's it's when this show you know yeah when they do it they go for it when they when they do it they do it great um people have complained in the last couple of years that you know maybe there should be more kara and less of of the other rest of the ensemble and and at times i feel that but when they when they tell like the stories about the characters and when they tell really cool stories of 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 the action and the adventures they get into it's really 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 fun they do it so well mm-hmm. yeah episodes like this make me want to go back and watch the show from the beginning to yeah. remind my like to remind myself of of what they what they have done so well in the past um and so two things because our last one is actually the same one of our mm-hmm. last ones is the same one uh, but before that i loved the reveal that like Lex is kind of again masterminded a lot that we we weren't expecting. He arranged the meeting with Otis and William, tricked Lena into letting in uh, his virus in a Trojan horse. They love it on the show. Take a drink um, every time someone says Trojan horse. Yeah, no kidding. They just love the Trojan horse around here. Um, and I just it was nice to see like uh, I guess the evil machinations of Lex Luthor on full display. Yes, all over again, leading me into called it yeah just knew it when he left the room and like i was like oh so so william lives to die another day and he comes back in and i was like oh oh well that's that <laughs> yeah well, tim was wrong tim, I, oh. Was, oh no i just um i felt that over these past episodes they finally we've talked about this before like they didn't know what to do with william and then but he became interesting once they figured out what to do with him and that was to make him the heart like where everybody else was in grief or fear or or general state of terribleness looking at you andrea um (laughs) just like um like he was the guy that was indirectly probably without even knowing that he was doing it holding everybody together um just for the goodness of who he was and i that is really interesting to me because he's not a superhero Mm -hmm. he's a regular guy like but he had more hope more goopspa or more you know gumption than everybody else um and that central message of hope coming from him more than anybody else i think it was really really powerful um and it's gonna this was like to me this felt like it's gonna feel like a a phil colson yeah like you need the death to rally the troops um and um to get everybody to kick everybody into gear and so it's um i think that's it's gonna be good uh and then finally our last one frank tell everybody what it was at that at that bachelorette party uh cara's dancing was adorable oh totally was oh my gosh she was just on 10 out of 10 car dancing mode yes and it was, it was pure bliss and i loved it and i also love that jean's like no no i'm gonna stay here <laughs> you kids go on my you back is killing me. back issues yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also jean ain't getting up and dancing either so no, like no. i just but he's like i'm happy to sit here and watch you kids have a good time that's exactly right yeah. like yeah it was wonderful that was so nice just completely destroyed by the death of um William, it's actually a really great juxtaposition. It was well written to like have this day of celebration, like do it, do it, do it, and you know, like mixed with like the 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 death of hope in some way. Yes, um, yeah, and that was really that was really lovely uh, writing. Um, 
So, Professor Comics Corner, there are none, except if you count maybe Brainy's original costume, I would say, like, or close to it. That was, that's pretty Professor Comics Corner. Uh, no, why was that a decision? That was a great episode. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So close to five out of five. I almost put in as a why. I decided not to, but I, but you know, but then I go and mention it anyway. It's like, oh, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to call you this offensive name, but I'm going to tell you that I almost called you this offensive name. That way I get to say it, but I don't get in trouble for it. Yay. Um, uh, why was that a decision calling Lex the man of tomorrow? I mean, like he's sometimes called the man of tomorrow, but that's a Superman moniker. I think, no, yeah. but it, I think if there's one comic there, I think it's the soup. I think it's the Jeff secret origins who've been secret origins um, in which it Lex is called the man of tomorrow by the daily planet or something like that. Or he's going to get like the man of tomorrow award and then Superman shows up and that, title and award whatever goes to, to superman Lex. instead oh it goes to no, superman it goes instead. from lex I to see. superman and that causes yeah, 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 like, yeah. so i'm actually okay with lex being called the man of tomorrow um because of not because of that but because, like i superman has so many titles like I'm good <laughs> he with, does he does he does no no you're I'm not wrong about one that. of them yeah i'm good with someone else A sultan of swats the king of yeah um yeah, right right exactly exactly yeah but whatever happens to the man of tomorrow, anyway, I don't know. Uh, I withdraw my why was that a decision, and let's move right on to the Brainy or Lex quote of the week. Brainy versus Lexi quote <laughs> of the week. So the three quotes, three from Brainy, three from Lex. Um, and let's see which one wins out uh, in this round of Brainy versus Lexi quote of the week. Uh, we're going to start with Brainy because it actually is his section. Uh, excuse me i need to hydrate um which is great this happiness is making me quite sad great quote Uh, great quote um a wonderful paradox if there ever was one um and i do not intend to be this debbie without a sad surname i loved that so much i had to feel this debbie with a sad surname um i love this great and then lex's my didactic rhyming scheme lacked a certain je ne sais quoi yes uh I may be from the future, but you're never predictable, which is a amazing pickup line. Oh, yes. If there ever was one um, of some kind. And I'll nail their drivel spouting tongues to their pinheads. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, to me, the winner is Debbie without a, with a sad surname. I, I would say is, Debbie with a sad surname. Yeah, I, I would. I would put that as the top one. Yeah. But I did yeah. like nail their drivel spouting tongues to their pinheads. It is good. It, it is like, where does that come from in your brain to say things like that? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I did enjoy Lex saying didactic rhyming scheme. Yes. Like that was pretty, it was pretty particular. Yeah. Um, and for him to even critique his own writing, yes, which, I know. which was kind of fun. Um, but I just, I do not tend to be this Debbie with a sad surname. It's just yeah. amazing. Amazing. Um, so let's move on to uh, the story time village. Um, we're going to cover a little bit of everything in this, um, in this, uh, this story time village. The village is full this week. The abuse and limits of power from within and from out. Let's talk about Ismay in her troubles at school managing her powers. Um, and so, um, Kara suggests some kind of power dampener because she's like, oh, when I was a kid, like the the glasses that they they gave me to wear, so like I could like adjust and be normal, and it, and you know like Kara's like it provided me some relief and that would be might be good. And Alex is like, nope, takes away who she is. You're overstepping your bounds. Blah blah blah. Earth was dangerous for aliens like when you were a kid, but it's not anymore, which is incredibly debatable. I can't believe those words came out of Alex's mouth. Like I do not agree with her whatsoever, but that's fine. Um, and so in fully to like, don't tell me how to raise my kid. Uh, and I liked their reconciliation. Yes. Um, because it was really about like, it's not the abuse of power necessarily, but like your power as your, as a role model yeah, in yeah. somebody's life or what is your role in somebody's life? And that's Alex to Kara and, and Alex to Ismay and Kara to Ismay. And like, where is the line mm. to like in the limit to where you should be an overstep. But, but as a father, Frank, um, so like if my daughter had powers, um, I'm a little bit on Kara's side. Like I can understand Alex being like, because Alex is looking at it as like, 
I'll say the powers is her sexuality. Yeah. And Ka- yeah. And, Ka- and Kara is like, change the sexuality. Hide it. Hide the sexuality so, like, you can be normal. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. I, from that read of it, I can understand Alex being like, oh, no. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Kara is suggesting it in the vein of, like, so she can get used to yeah her powers wear these dampeners so you have the peace of mind that you're not gonna have you know an accidental outburst like you had right you know it's more like um like a medicine like almost like an i like take these meds for your epilepsy sure so you don't have a a thing like in the middle of school right you know like that was more of my read and and i do think that's how Kara intended it but i also understand how alex heard it the way that she heard it and reacted the way that she reacted like Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We're not going to tell her not to be who she is. Like, this is who she is. It's not as dangerous as it was when we were kids. So we're going to let her be who she is. I agree with you that, like, I don't know how you can say it's safe for aliens on Earth when you just saved her from a group home where kids were being abused. Alien kids were being abused like that. Like, you literally, this just happened, like, five minutes right. ago to your daughter. So I don't know how you can say <laughs> it's safe for aliens. But that the aside. The reason that she is your daughter is because it's not of safe. But, <laughs> all right, we'll put that in a box for a second. Um, like it, it is sort of, um, I, I do see how she's like, it is reminiscent of her, herself and her own experience and, and, uh, you know, not wanting the same thing for, for her, for her daughter. And, and ultimately, well, Kara was, I, I would have come down on Kara's side. I did come down more on Kara's side in terms of like the, the practicality of it, but I understand how the emotional impact of how that, how that came off to Alex. You know, me too. And as a parent, like, like it's still so funny to say that. It's, I can't keep a straight um, face when you say it. I'm like, so, you're not, though. It's so funny. Oh, gosh. Um, so um, uh, as a parent, I really thought that I would land on Alex's side mm. because, like, you know, like, but don't tell me how to raise my kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, but sometimes the outside advice gives you a clearer perspective than the tunnel vision that you have yeah, when you're yeah. a parent. Um, and so I get, I, I still landed on, on, on Kara's side. Um, because it's not, hey, here's this machine that takes away her powers. We should do that. Like, it's, you know, it's like, oh, she needs these sunglasses because the sun is really bright. She mm-hmm. should wear them mm-hmm. so she doesn't get, like, so, um, I get I get both sides, but I was I really felt I I felt for Kara more in that. But I'm glad they they um resolved that by the end of the episode because I didn't need the last three episodes of Supergirl with the Danvers sisters at odds. Right. I'm glad they went there, but I'm glad it didn't overstay its welcome. Yep. Yeah. Maturity. Yes. From from the show and from its characters it's wonderful or from the cw not even the show like let's not stretch this drama out let's just wrap this up timelines timelines fix all all sorts of things they sure do um overcoming fear grief pain and anger we have brainy's secret um and so brainy speaks to win sort of um you know which actually might be the reason for win to come back yeah i had the same i had the same thought yeah yep um and so um it, we don't find out what it is immediately in the the episode, but Brainy has this little outburst where he's like, "Yes, you know, like why do, does he, he doesn't want to speed things up, you know?" Um, and so we find out that he's been requested, demanded, urged uh, to merge with the Big Brain uh, on uh, um, Kalua to um, to fix it. Right? This is really not the first time that it's happened. Another Brainy did it in season five. Um, but now uh, he has to do it here, and that means giving up his family, his friends, his identity, everything in the name of um, in the name of fixing the big brain. But that's a huge deal because if he doesn't do it, it's the extinction of his race. Yeah. Um, so talk about your talk about your sacrificial play for real. Yeah, and then of course Nia can't go because of the space time continuum, which we've already talked about. She hates it. Um, she hates it. She hates it, but Brainy, by the end of the episode, he comes to a near acceptance of this um, because he takes his grief and is reflective of it, um, which is a much different place than we saw him at the beginning of this season um, because he's looking at his grief as a gift, knowing that he has 
love has made these these friends this these this family um and uh and that's pretty remarkable that's like it's tough to see like i wonder if it's, he's gonna go through i wonder if he's gonna go through with it or not like i'm actually really like it's the end of this it's the end of the show he could. i know he could he, like like why why could. why wouldn't he why can't he why shouldn't he at this point i mean i'm but then you know is there going to be some some totem solution to the problem or some dream world or some lena's magic solution to the problem that will make it so that it's such that he doesn't need to you know that he can have his happily ever after with nia yeah i don't know i don't know but see because like she's not going to merge with the big brain she's no. not going to go with him and do that because that she's going to really make the big brain up. very sleepy so that it has dreams that she can inhabit hmm I would accept that. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Doesn't, I don't know. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's fine. Um, so curious to see where that's going to go. Um, and then there's Nixley and her truth totem, and she has this big soliloquy um, about her character motivation, right? Because she has to, like, tell the truth yeah. to the truth totem, basically. Um, and it basically boiled down to that she was abused and no longer feels like a victim that's like her how it starts right she doesn't want to be the victim anymore the truth thought was like yeah okay like but what else and i think that she's we've talked about this before you, you pointed this out weeks ago where she is we didn't know this but she is self-aware that there are parts of her that are like her father mm -hmm. and that she is still looking for his approval despite the abuse that he inflicted upon her. And you really talked about like some of her actions, um, like being like that of her father, like, uh, you do realize what you're doing. Right. And, yeah. um, so what the, the crazy is that she knows, but is also ignoring the fact that she knows. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of her big insecurities like she she knows that she has this nagging awareness and nagging fear that she is more like her father than she wants to admit and that and that she still wants to behave in a way that would make him proud mm -hmm. um and and you know that that eats at her um and she is aware of it yeah but but she still she still presses on and who among us can can say that we've never had a, a situation like that. We're like, ah, I know I hate that I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm this far, I'm this far in. So I'm just going to power through, you know, with something that you're not, you wouldn't be proud to have done um, because it's the only thing you know to do, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that's, that's the situation she's in. It's all, it's the only way she knows to be because of the example she's been given. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, it's a little heartbreaking yeah. um, in, in its own way. We've talked about this, that we, Peter Sargent is doing a very nice job, I think, with the the subtext of the character, mm -hmm. even if the kind of the overarching movement of the character is really, like, not doing her acting justice, I guess. Um, sure, sure. But I like this undercurrent uh, very much. I just think maybe, maybe as a strong, she's not she's a good character, but not a strong villain because it's not like the she's really yeah. not a threat so much as uh, like just stay out of my way kind of kind of yeah thing. yeah. I mean, she's more of a philosophical threat than like an existential threat. You know, yeah, that's a great way of um, differentiating. That's good. Um, let's move on to social justice and, and the Black Lives Matter and the climate change. And William says to Lex right before he dies, he says that that's what you'll never understand, Lex. There will always be people like me and the super friends to stand up to you and show the world that for all your delusions of grandeur, you're just a sad shell of a man. And ain't that just social justice in a nutshell, right? There will always be people that stand up to people like you mm -hmm. and that's, and that's that. And he said that with a straight face, he just said super friends. Like it was just not the goofiest thing in the entire world. <laughs> true. True. And he said it in this really serious little monologue. And I just have to give Staz a lot of credit yeah. for just like rolling with that because like, we're like, ah, super friends, blah, blah, blah. So fun. But like when you have to say it seriously, it, you have to make it not sound goofy. Um, and he sold and it. He did it. And he sold it. I just thought that was, I thought that was wonderful. Um, but yeah, and that just social justice in a nutshell, Frank. Um, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And then, you know, boom, boom. boom. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when he called him a sad shell of a man, that's that's when he basically signed his own death warrant. That's when like, totally. Like, well, now, not yeah, only I have you, you seen my plan, but you called me a name and that's the end of you. Yep. I agree. I agree. And so, and now to get to my favorite part of the episode, Frank, just the sweet, sweet justice that was <laughs> the beginning of this episode, unbiased journalism and the dangers of moral relativism. Andrea uses William's byline to publish trash about Lex's journals. She's the absolute worst. And he tells her that she is the absolute worst and that she is actually a monster and no better than any of the monsters that the super friends are running around trying to stop. And I wholeheartedly agree. I love that he does that. I love that th- that speech when he gives this is I mean, he had two great status had two great like a awesome farewell in like two mm-hmm. great monologues uh, that he got to deliver this episode. And this first one to Andrea is just a, like so cutting and so like it really is what we've all been thinking all season um, about her journalistic practices and how she has learned literally nothing and, and how she just turns on a dime to chase the the numbers and chase the money and, and really is not, not running a, a, you know, legitimate um, journalistic enterprise. I love, he gave that speech and didn't get fired for it. Didn't I, I honestly thought he was about to quit. Like I thought he was about to say like, you know what? Car was right to leave. I'm out too, or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Um, or that Andrea would say, you know, pack your things or you don't work for me anymore. If you're going to talk to me like that, but she knew he was right and respected him enough to like not fire him for it. And inexplicably he didn't quit. Um, yeah. Well, I think that like, I wonder if Kara didn't quit, she would have had the same reaction, mm. but like for her top two journalists exactly. to be like, you suck. And then like walk out of her office and with different reactions, like you have to read into that just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. When everyone's quitting, it can't, it can't be everyone, but you. Right. If you're the boss, you, you might be the problem. Yeah. And so with, um, so Andrea, um, calls, you know, Andrea calls Lena and she was like, Hey, I know you're like busy being a witch now and whatever, but, um, (laughs) tell me I'm a good person. Right. Am I a monster? And like, well, I'm not one to throw stones. Yeah. But, you know, like, I just like the way that Lena approached the conversation because she's like, you you know, when your back is up against the wall, you go into survival mode and you damn the consequences. And either like that's who you want to be or you have to change it. And that's exactly what Andre has been doing because it's all about been like the numbers and the get to this, get to this place, get to this place. And it's all probably for approval somewhere. Like she like has like unresolved issues from the previous season. Mm. Um, and I think that's, um, that's all part of why she does what she does, but it is self-reflective. But honestly, I thought the nail in the coffin was William sending the video of his death to Andrea. It's like a middle finger. Uh, and I told you so, and evidence against Lex Luthor all at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just like one, you're literally responsible for this. Like yeah. it, you, yeah. like this is you, your You did fault. this to me. Yeah. Like Lex may be the one holding the gun and he may be the one that shot me in the chest, but it happened because of you and nobody else. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. And it is, and I told you so, like, you are a monster because of this. Yeah. And I told you, like, like to do things the right way, and you didn't listen, and blah, blah, blah. But then he also is trusting her to do the right thing mm-hmm. with the evidence that he has given her. Mm-hmm. Also, can I send videos with voice command? Is that a thing? Not not the way he did. <laughs> like, the video is still like, recording, and he's... recording the video, is like, send this to Andrea. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Yes. Like, what like, what, I, what OS are you using? I don't think that's my phone doesn't work quite that way, but um you know, it got the point across. Yeah. Um 
I, I'm like subject line, like here's the real story, <laughs> like really just like t- turning the screws. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, a consummate writer he, to the end. William is petty to the last. <laughs> no kidding. He's petty For on the way out of this world. It's like he's like can't stress bake, so I'm gonna be petty. <laughs> Like this. <laughs> he does he does this dress baking to avoid being petty. I've been told baby. I'm kind of a petty bitch um. sometimes, so uh, I bake. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> anyway, have a cookie. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, oh, that is. Like, oh, I did that thing that, I wanted to try to stop doing, but until I couldn't. That bake. is that's the B plot we never got. I wish we did. Oh man. So yeah, what an episode! What a way to to wrap this episode. Um, you know. We knew it was coming. Uh, uh, yes, I was sad to way, see it. So. I was sad to see it. I was hoping, I was hoping that it would uh, it would not happen. But yeah, um, uh, Stasnair, like absolute, um, absolutely, he has been like the conscience and and the heart of the the Super Friends this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. William has, uh, yeah, he stepped up in that role, and it. And and they told a they they used him to great effect. His acting was was perfect for for this um, iteration of of William. You know, in this season um, compared with last season, and I just loved to see it. I, I was a little skeptical when he was first embedded, but I really liked that how that shaped up. And um, uh, bummer to see to see him uh, to see the character killed. But uh, you know, I mean, all the characters are going away next week, so. <laughs> Um, yeah. but a great, great, um, stint on the show. And, uh, I, uh, he's a great actor. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to miss him. Uh, Frank, where can the people find us and stuff before we talk about trailer TV talk? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Let's talk about the trailer. Uh, but if you find that spoilery and you don't want to get spoiled, well, uh, let me tell you, oh man, this is for the last time. Uh, if you want to miss, this is our last trailer TV talk. I just realized this is going to be our last trailer TV talk segment ever. Um, so if you, if that's not your thing, uh, then, uh, thanks for, thanks for listening. You can find us at supergirl Uh, you can, by the way, the podcast ends next week. Um, but the episodes will stay archived, um, on, uh, on, on the feed and on the website. So if you want to go back and, and listen to old episodes, um, you will still be able to do that. Uh, you can also find, uh, this show and all of our other uh, shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Even when Supergirl TV talk goes away, the Thought Bubble Audio Network continues, um, and you can hear Tim and myself uh, and many of our friends on several other shows over at the uh, Thought Bubble Audio Network. Beer with Geeks being sort of our flagship show where Tim and I uh, each week geek out with some beer about something geeky um and you can email us uh if you want to get your your last emails in for the finale mail supergirltvtalk.com leave us your those last um uh, apple podcast reviews if you haven't done it you've been meaning to do it no time like the present you know best time to leave a, a review would have been like six seasons ago uh second best time is right now uh so if you can do that in apple podcasts or overcast or spotify or stitcher or wherever you get your podcast if you leave a rating or review that would mean so much to us help us make you know one last big push for the finale um and uh and and get the uh, get the podcast out there for folks for for one last one last outing um follow us on twitter at tv supergirl and uh i think that pretty much pretty much does it for us so let's uh yeah let's talk trailer shall we they are all devastated i will kill lex with my bare hands i will get your daughter back we should call in some reinforcements everyone get ready supergirl the two-hour series finale event next tuesday starting at 8 7 central only on the cw that was the audio from the teaser for the two-hour finale uh, with episodes entitled The Last Gauntlet and Kara. Um, we did we did sort of cover the uh, the descriptions in last week's trailer TV talk, but you know what? We got we got time, so I'm just going to read the descriptions one last time. The penultimate episode kicks off the two-hour finale for Supergirl. Uh, this is the description for The Last Gauntlet. In the penultimate buildup to the season finale, Supergirl and the Super Friends take drastic action after a loved one is kidnapped by Nixley and Lex. An unlikely ally steps in to help the team. The episode was, uh, well, yeah, directed by Glenn Winter. Hooray. Uh, and uh, the finale, 
Uh, Epic series finale brings back familiar faces and features a beautiful wedding. In the epic series finale, Supergirl is joined by familiar faces from the past to help her stop Lex and Nixley for good. Meanwhile, Alex and Kelly prepare to walk down the aisle. And McCod Brooks, Jeremy Jordan, and Chris Wood return for the series finale. Okay. All right. Stuff's happening. Stuff's I think happening. they'll get it. I think they'll get Ismay back in the penultimate episode. I think in the first 19. half. Yeah. Yeah. And the well the epic because if they if they're doing the wedding in six twenty, then they're not be like, let's plan the wedding. But but Ismay's still missing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, that totally. Doesn't, that yes, doesn't yes, feel yes. right to me. So I'm excited. Um, it looks like, um, you know, Alex is upset. Guardian is definitely confirmed, even though we definitely know he's also confirmed from the write-up. But we saw mm-hmm. James, uh, his f- eyes in the helmet. Yes. There's a missile and laser from space, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's very exciting, Frank. From Next space, week. you say? Yeah, maybe from space. Maybe yeah, that's Superman, where Superman Kara forward. is heading as well. To um, space. To space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we talked, we, we talked about it briefly in last week's trailer TV talk, but yeah, Chris Wood being back, um, and, uh, and Jeremy Jordan being back from the future and McCod Brooks being back from not Metropolis. I forget where he's been, but where he was working at a, a small, it's like a small town paper. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I love that they're all back. I do. The episode's called Kara. The finale is called Kara. Like that really feels to me like she's gonna she's going to shed the secret identity and just live as one person. Yeah. Well, what I think is, um, if they're doing it uh, a particular way, is that you know we start this whole show with Kara becoming Supergirl, and we've seen her as Supergirl pretty much through the entire season without a lot of Kara, and so it's almost like you're watching Supergirl become Kara. Yes. We watched Kara become Supergirl. We're watching it in the reverse. For this nice, um, you know, cyclical effect. So uh, it's cool. It's I think cool. that's. I, I think that's. That's kind of the story we've been watching. The story they've been telling has been the story of you know, Kara took on the name of Supergirl, but Supergirl has learned how to be Kara. You know, like they're yep. they are fusing into one one person. There's the old sort of you know, what's your what's your philosophy on Superman? Is Superman the, the character and Clark Kent is the is the uh, the disguise or vice versa? And and with this they're show, both, it's yeah, they're both yeah, both, yeah. Especially with this show, like Kara and Supergirl are really one and the same. Like, there's not really a difference b- between them. Um, it's it's not like one's the name and one's the disguise. They're they're both just who she is. They're just two different personas that you know, two different. It's like it's like you got your 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 work self and your home self, but you're still the same person. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where Kara's at, I think. Yeah, I um I agree, and uh, I'm just I hope we're right because that it would make a really um sweet way to end the show. I, yeah, you know, maybe sweet maybe not the right word, but the um just uh, to see a full character development to the to the right to the end is just would be wonderful. So yeah, looking forward to it. Same. Looking looking forward to it. Well, Frank, it was uh, great to see you as always. Uh, so, until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>